Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. I love Aaron Rodgers just as much as you. Just oh, I don't as much want to hear anybody. nobody. Here we go. Here's no, no. I love him. But are they going to win another Super Bowl? If Aaron Rodgers on that team, they got a chance to. He's been Absolutely. on the team the last eight years. Chris, and you want me to break down all the, all, all the things that happened when the when the onside kick in Seattle where the tight end? It, it doesn't That has nothing matter. to do with Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't matter. No, it does. Here's the problem. And I'm look. I love Aaron Rodgers. He's just about the best quarterback I've ever seen. No, he is the best I've ever seen. Not even a, almost. I don't know. Well, you tell me. I'm not you talking win about some a, Super Bowl. No, I'm not talking That's about the same argument. A lot of people make about LeBron. No, he's the best I've seen. Well, let's see about the production. No, it's All not right, about it, that. I'm talking about accomplished. He's not the greatest accomplished quarterback. I'm talking about if you just look at if you that great, you win, Chris. He has the greatest quarterback rating of any quarterback in the history 
of the so, league. So, so, he has the so greatest you touchdown to interception ratio of any quarterback in the history of the league. Are you saying he's the greatest quarterback of all time? That I've ever seen play. I'm not talking no, about accomplished. No. We, look, we can't, if you ask we me can't, to pick we one, can't cut and slice. We're not most accomplished, yes. most valuable, most outstanding. He's the greatest best. quarterback you, I've ever seen. So you willing to say he's the goat over Joe Montana? I would pick Tom Joe Montana Brady. if you're talking about goat because goat is you have to factor in winning and everything. My point, Rob, is this: we can only go with one goat. If you we're ask not, me, we're not giving, we're not having eight categories of goatness. No, we're doing that. <laughs> I mean, and look, no, but that, that's that's off the point. Here's my only issue, and again. I'm with you. I have not seen a quarterback play the position better than Aaron Rodgers individually. All right, that's okay. something we could agree on. Okay, okay. We'll agree on that. And he is worth every cent. He is phenomenal. And as you said, he, you are going to be in the hunt. You're going to have a chance to win a Super Bowl for as long as he's there and still in his prime. Right? There's three teams that every year are in it. In a league where contenders come and go, there's three teams that every single year, Pittsburgh, New England, Green Bay, when Rodgers is healthy, they got a shot. Yep, no doubt about and they it. And they all have great quarterbacks. Here's my only problem. When a quarterback takes up so much of your salary cap, it's been proven. It's been documented. I don't know why the analytics-driven general managers don't realize this. You have very little chance of winning the Super Bowl. I'm not buying it. I think that that's— How you're I, not buying it? I don't care, I don't care you, what the fact is. I'm going to tell you, you this. You can't say you're not buying it. I'm not it's buying it. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying so it. So if I'm not because buying gravity, but I go to the top of this building and jump off, does it matter? No, but I could give you all these teams you're talking about where they spent less money. They didn't win. Uh, last year, they had a great defense in Jacksonville, and you know what happened at the and end they, of the game? And they had a, a pretty bad quarterback. No, but and you know what happened? Won. No, they didn't almost win. He couldn't get the big play done in the fourth quarter. They were okay. up 20 to 10, but when you needed the first down, when you needed the big play, he couldn't deliver it. That's Who why did they didn't win. win. Who, what, how good is Nick Foles? Nick Foles. You looking pretty good Look, now? You want to build your franchise around him? No, you don't want to because it's a once-in-a-lifetime deal. We've already seen that with Nick Foles. Nick Foles was a backup good, for a reason, Chris. He was a backup because that's point, what he is. That's my point. Philadelphia had a great team around a mediocre, if that, quarterback, no, and but they he, won it. But he, he didn't play mediocre. He had like no, he, he played he, he played out of his mind like a once-in-a-lifetime right. thing, so you can't make it as – well, you just need a mediocre quarterback. He outplayed Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. How good is Joe Flacco? Joe Flacco's good. I mean, go look at his numbers. Joe Flacco's really good. He's pretty he good. He hasn't been good. He He's hasn't been good, good lately. But if you go Even look, back then, he was pretty good. He beat New England twice in in, in, in I, I get all that, but let's be honest. He was pretty good. He's not phenomenal. Did He's you not see the Aaron year Rodgers, they, the year they won the Super Bowl? Any of these franchise quarterbacks. I'm going to get you the numbers. The year that they won the Super Bowl, uh, he he was... He had like eleven touchdowns or or twelve touchdowns, no picks. Oh, he he's was, been he good was in the playoffs. He was unbelievable. He's been clutching the playoffs. My my point is just that it's been proven, Rob, that you can win Super Bowls with a pretty good quarterback if you build around him. Tom Brady has always taken less money. Who cares about what Tom Brady's wife makes more money than him? 
Well, Tom no, Brady oh, so, bought- so so you mean if 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 Rodgers instead of taking thirty three million, he took twenty five million, it would have made a difference in his life. I don't believe in taking less. The league comes up with a bogus. It's a false, fake number of the salary cap, Chris. Based on what? Based, based on their on, profits? I'm glad you based asked. Based on their profits? Based on an article in USA Today. I didn't read that, and I don't care about it. <laughs> what was that, yesterday or was it today? <laughs> A few months ago, all right? It, I think it was after Matt, maybe Matt Ryan signed or whatever. They did a study going all the way back to 1994. And what they found was that when a quarterback takes up too much of the salary cap, you don't win Super Bowls. The, the Steve Young had the highest percentage of salary caps, you know, payroll of any quarterback that's won a Super Bowl since 1994. And guess what his percentage of the cap was? 13%. Only four quarterbacks in history have won a Super Bowl with more than 11% of the salary cap. So, so guess, it's been guess done what, then. Guess what percentage Aaron Rodgers is going to have of the salary cap in 2020 when his extension kicks in? Uh, 17%. That's not it's gonna, no, no team has ever won a Super Bowl with the quarterback taking up 17% of the Chris, salary cap. Chris, do you want to bet that Aaron Rodgers wins one more Super Bowl in his career? I'm ready right here right now. <laughs> to tell you that Aaron <laughs> Rodgers will be the exception to your uh, U.S. Today, US, USA Yesterday uh, report. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. But speaking of a mess, Rob, look, Jerry Jones said something recently that I think is a mess. Check this out. It's real simple is cut back on preseason games, have one at each team's home, play a couple of them, and then you need to add two games to the regular season, which I've been a proponent of for several years. It's probably physically better for players than it is to have the longer preseason, the longer practicing. Our studies show that uh, we actually have a ramped-up injury situation with players during preseason. Look, I haven't done a study on it like the Cowboys and Jerry Jones have, but Rob, anytime I hear 18 games, an 18-game regular season, the word that comes to my mind is hypocrisy. Because all we hear about is player safety, player safety. You can't hit this way. You can't do this, can't do that. It's player safety. We're concerned about the health of the players. And once you start talking about expanding the regular season, you've lost me. You don't give a darn about player safety. It's like if I was running boxing and all I talked about was player safety or boxer safety and how dangerous the sport was. And then I said, you know what? Instead of fighting 12 rounds, they should fight 20 rounds. I mean, why in the world would you expand the regular season? A sport that's dangerous. We always losing players before the playoffs start as it is. Every time they step on the field, they are literally putting their lives or certainly their health at risk. And you want to play two more games? 100%. I I just, for Jerry to keep a straight face and tell people that uh, the chances of injury would be less with with more games (sighs) makes no sense. (laughs) <laughs> Especially because in the playoffs, 
People don't. I mean, in the uh, preseason, preseason, people don't go at it the same way. And yes, injuries and most do of them happen. Don't even play the yeah. starters. A lot of them, or they play a series or two, Chris, and they come out. So you're not getting uh, stars hurt to play two more games. Jerry just sees dollar signs. That's that's what yep. the, the, the two more games would do. It's about it's about money. Remember, the preseason or what? Local television, right? Right. Local. Right. They don't make nearly as much money. As if they could talk to Fox or CBS or or uh, uh, ESPN or whatever, and and try to squeeze out uh, more money for two more regular season games. It's a the windfall. Whole, the whole thing is about money. The rule changes are about money. It's not about the player safety. No. All they want to do is protect themselves. So if they get sued again by some retired player or players, they can say, hey, we made the changes. We've made the game safer and avoid paying There's out no doubt. the millions, right? I'm 100%. I, 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 I know that that's their ultimate because you've brought it up before, and I agree with you. If you're so concerned about the safety of the players, increase for lifetime health care. Yep. Nope, they won't do it. That's what you get it, you get it in baseball. You, yep. you, you know, if you play so 10 years, it can, years, be, done. It can so, be done and right. financed, okay? So don't tell me baseball can do it and, and you can't do it, okay? Because you can if, right. if you want to. The baseball union, if you play 10 years, Chris, right, you get lifetime health care. And the story. That's tremendous. And that's that a, is, look, I have no problem with the baseball players getting that, but it's obviously not nearly as physical no. and dangerous as football. Nope, but they get taken care of, and that's the way it should be for a sport that makes right. so much money. Why shouldn't they get taken care of? Well, what it leads to, Rob, and you've talked about this before, and, and I, look, I hate to say it because, you know, I don't dislike the people running it, but – the NFL Players Union is a joke. Laughable. It's laughable. It is a joke. Laughable. You got the most dangerous game. You've got the wealthiest game. They, they're making all the money hand yes. over fist, and you 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 refuse to stand up and fight for what you should have. How does all the other three leagues all have guaranteed contracts and you don't? Just tell right. me, hockey has guaranteed contract. Baseball has a guaranteed contract. NBA has guaranteed contract. Now, if all sports, football should have, even if they're less years, yes. like a three-year guarantee like yep. like uh, Kirk Cousins has, right? Three years guarantee. Yep. That's what a real contract. And then after three years, if you're good, you could go and get another one for more right. money. And if you're bad, they could decide to release you, not re-sign you, ask you to take a pay cut. It should be guaranteed. Period. No question. No question. I mean, I mean, they they got to get it together because they are being ripped. You know, left, right, middle from no guaranteed contracts to you know. I mean, the league doesn't even consult them when they make the anthem change. Now they're talking about you know, but you could go on and on of how the NBA union, baseball, they all do so much, such a better job than the NFL. I mean, Odell Beckham just got a great deal for him, but what was it, like $65 million guaranteed? Yes. I mean, NBA players, that that's like a middle-rung reserve, it's just, you know, in the NBA. It's the same thing. As much as Aaron Rodgers just got 103, you have about, right. I don't know, almost 10 baseball players, eight baseball players who make $300 million. Yeah. I'm yeah. serious. 
Think about that. And a hundred. I mean, Kevin Love just signed. I think what a hundred thirty million dollar extension or hundred twenty right. something like that. And yeah, I mean, he's a pretty good player. He's a you know all star. But Aaron Rodgers, the highest paid player ever. Right. He's got hundred and three. And. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton with the Yankees makes over three hundred. You know, three hundred million. Right. Uh, Miguel Cabrera makes three hundred million with the Tigers. I, there's a there's a list of people making way 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 more. And don't forget, uh, Bryce Harper is going to be a free agent, yep. and he's going to get paid. Yeah, he's going to get yep. at least three hundred million too. Yeah, and but like I said, um, the players they got to get it together. Uh, Kevin Love just talk, told my ear one hundred twenty million dollar extension. So, still there you have it uh, compared to the NFL. But yeah, I, I look, and I didn't play f- in football at a, a high level. I played in high school, but I know enough to know just from that it is a dangerous, painful sport, and. To try and Jerry Jones played at some level. Wait, college? No, right? he played college. Him and yeah. Well, I think him and Jimmy, Jimmy there, Johnson were yep, teammates. That's right. That's right. There's a reason that at one point, what did the NFL play? Nine games? No, it, used to, be, it gym, used to be twelve. Used to be twelve, but I thought at one point it was even fewer. But let, even twelve. But, that, but I, re- I remember twelve as a kid. Yeah, Jim 12. Brown. Most of his seasons were twelve. 12 not all right. of them. O.J. Simpson had a, a, some 14-game seasons when he broke the rushing record and, and all that. Now it's 16. Um, there's a reason. The game is taxing. College plays, what, now 13? They keep inching that up. But to put 18 games on, I mean, we already just hope and pray that the best players are healthy for the playoffs. And now you want to throw two more regular season games. I I just, I mean, this topic really riles me up, Rob, because, again, one thing I dislike is hypocrisy. And that's just what this reeks of, hypocrisy. No no doubt about it. And I just, I don't know, one day, and, you know, uh, Tony Gonzalez came out and ripped, did you see that? I didn't see that. uh, DeMarcus, uh, DeMore Smith. Smith, I'm sorry, yeah, that that he shouldn't be the head of the union because he didn't play football. So that was very interesting, and I don't know yeah. where this new you know deal's coming, and they're going to be a coup because they just didn't they just sign Smith to a new uh, he was just re- so. reelected. Uh, our, our producer will give us Rob. Uh, I think he just got signed like a year ago to yeah, a yeah an to, extension right. Didn't he get a new deal? And yeah, he, and I, he was, I believe so. 2017, he was reelected, and I think it was unanimously, if I remember correct. Yeah, it was Man, unanimously. They get hammered left and right. As you said, baseball's got the lifetime, if you play 10 years, lifetime health care. If anybody should have it, it should be football players. No doubt. And, and look, we're talking about the epitome, Rob, of greed. We're not talking about a league that's struggling. They could play the pay the players health care and still have tons of money. What does Goodell, Roger Goodell, the commissioner, make? He makes 45 million. 44, 45 million a year? Yes, a commissioner. I'm not saying it's a tough job, but it ain't, you know what? It ain't as tough as playing. 44 million. It ain't as tough as playing. And he's making that, and plenty of people are getting paid, and that's fine. That's fine. They're getting paid, but be do the right thing 
or stop trying to come off as such moralist and that you care so much about the players. Do the right thing and take care of the players' health-wise. Because at the end of the day, it would help you. You could take care of the players long-term with better health care when they retire, and guess what? Then you wouldn't have to change the game. Then, then you could say it's dangerous, and if you get hurt, hey, you know, you know what you signed up for, but this is what it is. This is football, and you, you got to play it the way it is. I just, you know, it just bothers me, man. I, I get upset about it. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. One thing that I think is very important in life is knowing who you are. I agree. Right? Knowing who you are and, how and you where fit you in. are. Right, right, right. And Des Bryant, he is sitting on the sidelines not knowing where his next paycheck is going to come from because he lacks that trait. He doesn't know who he is. He thought he was still a star. He thought he was still a number one receiver. So when the Baltimore Ravens offered him a three-year, $21 million deal, he turned it down because he didn't know that rather than being a number one receiver, he's more like a number three or four receiver. And and the reason I brought this topic up is I want to contrast Des with Nick Foles. Now, a lot of people looking at Nick Foles now and saying, <laughs> Nick Foles, he's like a joke. He's not that good. He's stumbling around in the end zone, fumbling the ball, throwing interceptions in the preseason and all that. But I contend that Nick Foles knows exactly who he is. So in the offseason, when all these teams were willing to trade for him and everybody was saying, oh, Foles should go here, Foles should go there, shouldn't he go somewhere and be a starter and see what he can do? Nick Foles said, nah, I'm good. I'm good being the backup. I'm cool. I'm fine making $7 million a year. I'm fine as the backup. Why? Because Nick Foles knows who he is. Nick Foles knows in the deep recesses of his mind, I don't want the pressure. I don't want the pressure to perform every game. I don't want the pressure of being a starter. I don't want that. I don't, I don't, I don't play my best when expectations are high. You know when I play my best? When nobody expects anything. When anything I give them is gravy. When our starter gets hurt, now everybody's like, oh, they're done. That's when I play my best. When it's icing on the cake. When I go into a Super Bowl against the best quarterback ever and everybody thinks I'm going to get waxed. No pressure whatsoever on me to win or perform well. That's when I'm at my best. And I can actually play like a star then, but expect something of me. Put it on me to go out there and throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns every Sunday? Nah, I'm good. I'm good in this backup role. And we might laugh at him. We might mock him. Oh, he don't have the testicular fortitude or whatever. But he knows who he is. And he's in a better position than Dez Bryant. No doubt about it. You, you, you do. You have to know your limitations, know where you fit in. Try to tell people that that that's why I really think the Eagles have a shot 
at repeating or at least getting back to the Super Bowl because they'll have the guy, Carson Wentz, back who was going to be the MVP before he got hurt, Chris, have something to play for. If you were hoping that Nick Foles was going to repeat what he did last year, you'd be in for a rude awakening. There's a reason he was the backup quarterback. Do you know do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, and look, I, I was one of those saying, man, Foles should go somewhere and start, you know? But he knew who he was. And, he and, knew who he was. And the Des Bryant thing is just, it's comical and sad from the standpoint of, I, I think he's just waiting around uh, for somebody to get hurt because, you know, in the NFL, some receiver's going to get hurt. But people be out. have gotten hurt. You no, I get I mean? it. I, I get Do you it. think he's just because I think he and his agent have put out there, you know, in the, at least in the last few weeks that there were teams interested. Wasn't there something about that, a report out there that there were a lot of teams interested or some teams at least? I'm sure there were some. You think they just lying? No, or? I think there were some teams because, like you just said, guys are getting hurt. Your people need depth. And, you know, you might not be the the number one guy, right? But but it doesn't mean What's you can't. What's he waiting for? Though? I don't know. I, I don't get it. Uh, I thought when he went to Cleveland that he would come back with a deal. I really did. Because I had pointed out on Undisputed with Skip and Shannon that he was a threat in the red zone last year. Oh, I think, yeah. I think he was number one, actually, with targets in the red zone. Yep. So And Cleveland was at the bottom third or, you know, as far as the red zone. So it was a fit. It could have worked out, and that's why I thought he really was going to go there, and uh, that didn't happen. Then Josh Gordon came back, right, and then and then no deal was done. Right, right. Well, look, there's another player I can throw into this boat. We don't know. We, we don't know if he's more like Foles or more like Dez. He looks more like Dez right now. That's Carmelo Anthony. Now he's got a contract two 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 point nine million, two point five million, whatever it was from the Houston Rockets. Uh, but I think Melo is in this same boat. Like, know who you are, Melo. You're in your 16th year. You're not a superstar anymore. If you go to Houston thinking you're you're the third cog in another big three, you're sorely mistaken. Your feelings are going to get hurt when you're sitting on the bench for several games at crunch time. Your feelings are going to get hurt when you're not getting all the looks that you want to get. But you know what? It's funny that you bring this up, and it's totally different because, you know, Grant suffered some injuries. But as big of a star as he was, Grant prolonged, and he said it. He played till 40 because he was willing to go on the bench. He could have tried to go on a bad team to be, you know, a star on like a bad team, and he didn't do that. He went to the bench and came off the bench. You have to put your ego aside sometimes. And I, I'm with you. I don't even see how it really works in Houston. It's kind of surprising, my, I guess, for 2.9. They, yeah, they just want a name. You yeah. know what I mean? They got and you a can name cut, and a guy. Look, for 2.9, right, if he if acts he up, you right. can cut him. Exactly. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Grant is on with us. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at, at RealGrantHill33. Grant, welcome to the Odd Couple and the Doug Gottlieb Show. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? Man, mm-hmm. hey, we're doing great. And you know what, Grant? I got to tell everybody this story real quick about you. All right, Chris, hey, listen up. So this is in, during his 
Detroit days. Right. Grant Hill says he's going to come in and do my radio show back then in the studio. It was on the weekend, like a Sunday. And they had a game on the West Coast. The coach back then decided to stay an extra night. So, you know, Grant, they, they I don't know, he can't make it or whatever. So he comes in, and maybe it was going to be on Saturday, and, he, and they stayed a night over. So Grant gets off the plane the next day on Sunday. Most people would just be like, I just got off a plane from the West Coast. I'm not coming. You know what I mean? It just yeah, Everything's yeah. got mixed up. Do you know Grant and his wife not only came, got off the plane, drove to the radio station, in studio, did the show for over wow. an hour before he went home. So Grant, I always appreciated that. A man who keeps his word and congratulations on the Hall of Fame. I'm very happy and proud for you. Hey, Rob, I appreciate that, and uh, I do remember that. Uh, those, those were good times, good memories, man, back back in Detroit, and uh, always uh, enjoyed hanging out on air, hanging out in the palace, uh, chopping it up with you, and, uh, and certainly enjoy uh, watching you continue to grow and, and kill it out there in the media world. So big, big fan, man, big fan. I, I appreciate, appreciate it, man. Thank you. Well, they, our listeners can tell, Grant, that your class personified from that comment. Um, but I, I want to ask you, look, because, you know, a lot of our listeners, a lot of basketball fans in general are young. Uh, they're young and they may be millennials, but a lot didn't see you before your ankle injuries. And to, you were very much a LeBron James type player. You know, I think your second year you averaged like 20 points, basically 10 rebounds, seven assists. Your third year, 21 points, nine rebounds, seven assists. Like, we hadn't really seen anybody since the Big O or Jerry West put up those types of numbers across the board. And me as a basketball fan, I'm even a little – like, I find myself sometimes thinking, man, I, what could have been with, with Grant Hill if he hadn't got injured how much does it haunt you, or how often do you think about, man, what could have been if that uh, injury hadn't occurred? Well, you know, Chris, first of all, um, I totally understand this young generation. I mean, I, I, I live it at home. You know, when, when I got the announcement uh, right before the Final Four, my 16-year-old daughter was like, Dad, you the Hall of Fame? Yeah. <laughs> like a, I could you know, imagine, a knife right? to the heart, know, right? right? <laughs> yeah. So you know, I mean, she never had the opportunity, obviously, to see those years, and uh, and so you know, when, when when you're in the middle, when you're in the midst of your career, and you know, my career is kind of broken into three three different segments. You know, the '90s, which were really good, Detroit and Duke, Orlando, which was was really bad, and then Phoenix was was good in the sense that I was able to get healthy and, and sort of finish playing on a high note. But each sort of place was a different experience. Uh, but when you're in the midst of it all, you're, you're, you're kind of in the moment. Like you're just you're in the moment, you're looking ahead to the future, and you really don't look back. And so even in Detroit, like I, I didn't the, – the one regret was I never appreciated maybe or took the time to appreciate, you know, just what I was doing. You know, I was always thinking, like, I got to get better, or we got to be better, or what am I not doing? Uh, and then in Orlando, the same thing. Like, I got to get healthy. I got to get back on the court. And then Phoenix is, I'm old, so I got to figure out how I can stay on the court against people half my age, you know? And so <laughs> not until you kind of get off that roller coaster of the NBA as a player, and now you kind of slow down a bit, and then you kind of have time to reflect, do you 
sort of appreciate and then have your mind wander, like you said, where, man, what could have been, you know? And, and, uh, and so I've done a lot of that, particularly with the announcement this past April where, um, you know, I, I wonder what could have happened, what would have been. I always kind of felt like these last few years that my career was like an incomplete. Like, you know, I, I, I mean, I played till I was 40, but, um, you know, I was progressing. I was getting better. I felt like I made huge strides my last year or two in Detroit. And I was just about to enter that space where, you know, you're kind of going into your prime. Mm-hmm. And and I never really had that chance and that opportunity. And so, um, so you know, I mean, it, it, it's it's frustrating on that end uh, and certainly tough and something that I'll, I'll live with uh, probably for the rest of my life. But, you know, to still be recognized and to still be remembered. Uh, and I, look, one other thing I'll say, when I, was, when I was playing, I forgot about those times. You know, you only remember what you're currently going through. And so when people say things like you just said what you said, Chris. I sat with Jason Kidd a couple of weeks ago. We did a little sit-down conversation. And I was kind of blown away um, by what he was saying about me. <laughs> and I'm thinking, man, this is Jason Kidd. And like, and he, but he remembers. He remembers, right. you know, us battling each other in those Detroit years. And so, so anyway, it, it, it's, it's been an interesting process. And I've had, you know, I'm, I've had an interesting story, but um, you know, I, I'm thankful and grateful that I played for as long as I did, and now that I'm, you know, getting recognized by the Hall. What about the what could have been was in Orlando when when you and Tim Duncan were almost both went there with Tracy McGrady, and and Tim Duncan it, it came out just recently that he said the reason he didn't go there because they wouldn't allow his family to get on the plane, the team plane. Like that that was a deterrent for him going to Orlando. What could have been had that all come together? I mean, you guys would have had uh a super team. That probably would have been the real first super team. You ever think about that if that all happened? Yeah. No, I mean I look I was I was there at the dinner <laughs> when <laughs> you know, when when that whole situation with, you know, spouses and significant others flying on the plane. And, you know, I mean, I remember at that point, it seemed as though he was all in. And, Mm. you know, obviously it's hard to think about, think of Tim Duncan in that way because, you know, we think of him in San Antonio and had a long career. But at that point, I think he was only one or two years in the league. And, you know, David Robinson was getting older and he was really seriously leaning that way. And I remember his then girlfriend who, went on to be his wife and now his ex-wife, she asked the question, can, can, you know, significant others fly on the team plane? And at that point, you're just like, doc, just lie. Like, right. Just yes. <laughs> right. Lie. Right. Well, yeah, of course, of course, no problem. And, and he said, no. Oh. And it was like the whole mood at the table changed. Oh, wow. When my wife, we got back to the hotel room, my wife was like, yo, doc, doc should have just said the other, like, <laughs> Oh. He, he's not coming to me. It's like he's not. He's <laughs> so not. So she knew it right then and there. Wow. And, wow. And so now I will say this, you know, not to to rehash stuff, but um, I probably would not have left right. Detroit. I had no intentions of leaving Detroit, even that last year. Like I, you know, I really enjoyed it up there and uh, lived there year round. And you know, obviously we had troubles in terms of winning and different personnel, but I, I got my intention was to stay there. And 
Um, and then when I got hurt, and the way that I thought that was a little bit mismanaged, like I was emotional and I was upset that summer. And, you know, so I was, you know, sort of making a decision from a place of anger. And if I had not gotten hurt, I 100% would have stayed in Detroit. Grant Hill with uh, the I Couple on the Doug Gottlieb show. And you can catch the conversation uh, that he talked about with Jason Kidd on NBA TV. Uh, that'll be airing leading up to their uh, enshrinement ceremony on Friday, September 7th, uh, 7 p.m. on NBA TV. Grant, there's so much I want to ask you. Um, okay, so Rob alluded to it. You, Tim Duncan, Trace McGrady would have undoubtedly been a super team. At that time, did you think about, man, this is three of the best young players in the league joining forces? And does that situation that it almost happened give you a different perspective on what LeBron did with Miami or what KD Don't KD let him bail out LeBron. Don't let him bail well, out that's LeBron. That's what I mean cuz LeBron caught a lot of flack, you know, from joining D-Wade and Bosh. They all did, but especially LeBron, Kevin Durant caught a lot of flack by going to Golden State. Do you have a different perspective cuz some of your contemporaries and older guys did criticize them for coming together like that? Yeah, um you know, I, I think as I as I think back on that Orlando experience, I mean, Tim and I we had the same agent, and so it was all coordinated, I guess, to go and visit Orlando at the same time. Um, I remember Tim seemed like he was was in, uh, and then and then was out, and then for a period he was like, "Look, I, I think I'm going to stay," and I was still still committed to going to Orlando and not even sure of T-Mac and where he was. And then T-Mac, I think, visited shortly thereafter and um, and said he was in. And then it was like, let's see if we can get Tim. Um, and so, but, yeah, I mean, look, LeBron catches a lot of flack. And, you know, sometimes I'm tough on LeBron for various things. But I, I don't mind that. I really don't mind that. Now, this is coming from a player's perspective. From a player's perspective, I don't mind that. This is why... You know, players before us fought for the right to have free agency and make it, and, and, and make those type of decisions and, and choose your future. Um, and so, you know, I I I I don't think it was a wrong a bad thing. Uh, I think it was entertaining. Um, you know, he uh, he deserves that right. I I, I do think that um, you know I, I I do understand. I guess where there, there there's some problem with that and and. Um, but it's exciting. I mean, look, him moving to L.A. is like it's the talk of the town, the talk of the, the summer this year with with the NBA. There's going to be a lot of anticipation. Now the West is wide open. Um, you know, players today, they have a different sort of attitude about it. They want to be more in control uh, of their careers and, and, and where they're going to play and how long they're going to play. And as a player and as someone who's been, you know, been through that, you know, I can totally respect that. And so I, I don't have an issue with that. But Grant, I'll I'll say this is my only issue. It's a competition thing, and I and I get that. I'm I'm for free agency. Thank God, Kurt Flood gave up his baseball career for free agency for all athletes. I get all that, so I'm not <laughs> I'm not against it. But well, when well, hey, but, but when the go same ahead. teams go to the NBA Finals four years in a row, and which has never happened, and it never happened more than twice, and now you got a chance of the Warriors 
going to the NBA Finals five years in a row, which hasn't happened since the 50s and 60s with the Celtics. I just, from a, from a fan standpoint who loves competition and loves a balance, that's the, only, that's the only reason I have an issue with it because the competitive balance in the league is not there. No, that's true. Uh, I agree with you on that standpoint. From a, from a competitive, I mean, there should be better parity. And, you know, as, as it relates, like, I'm sitting right now in the Atlanta Hawks offices here in Atlanta, and, you know, we obviously are, are going through a situation where we are preparing for the future. And we've acquired assets, and we're getting younger. But, you know, you have to be realistic. Golden State, they have a, a lot of runway in front of them, and those, and those guys will be good for a long period of time. And it's tough. It's tough when that's what you're shooting for, a championship. And, uh, and it almost seems like it's unfair in some respects. But, um, you know, it is, it is what it is. I think, I think they got some, you know, first of all, you have to give them credit. The core of their team was built through the draft. No doubt. Steph Curry, yeah. Clay Thompson, no and Draymond Green. So they showed that they can win uh, and build a championship team through the draft. It just so happened that new influx of money from the television deal came along that summer when Kevin Durant was a free agent. Because if it was any other summer, there's no way Durant could have right. gone to that situation. So it was almost perfect timing for Durant and for that franchise. But, you know, it, it is what it is. And I totally understand where you're coming from, from a fan's perspective. And you always have great thoughts and opinions. Um, but, you know, it's, 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 we all have to deal with it. And um, I, I think it's pretty safe to say that they'll have a pretty good chance of being in the finals again next year. Grant, you know what the biggest debate in the NBA is, is Michael Jordan versus LeBron James. You face both of them in, in their prime. It's a runaway. Stop it. So what's your what, – I mean, you can give us a unique perspective that most people can't. What, what's your view on it? You know, is it between those I, two, too? Is it between those two or are we missing somebody? Kobe or something? I mean, I, I put Kobe in there, too. I mean, you know, I think – I go with Michael. Um, I think LeBron's great. He's a great talent. And, um, you know, obviously his physicality, his size, his, his basketball intellect, um, you know, the way that he can sort of fill up a stat sheet is just off the charts. Um, but, you know, I just feel like in some of those moments where, and, and certainly he was great this, this last year in the playoffs, in the clutch, but we've seen too many times throughout his career where LeBron you know, just sort of disappears at, at those pressure moments or doesn't want the ball or, you know, has a Kyrie to sort of make plays for him. And, and you know, that, that that was never the situation with Michael. Michael had the ball. Michael was relentless. Michael, you know, didn't, didn't, you know, didn't disappear at times in those moments. And I know it's unfair to judge LeBron that way because he's grown. He's a, a, look, his last two years in the league, he's gotten better. I mean, his right. jump shooting, his, his perimeter play, his efficiency from the floor – like he is so much better, and that comes from work and practice, which he's obviously put in. But Michael was relentless, and, and just like I know it's subjective, but I, I got to go with uh, Mr. Jordan. Hey, Grant, congratulations again on the uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, just so happy for you and your family, and uh, feel, good, feel good that I got to watch uh, some of your career in Detroit and just uh, thrilled for you and your TV career. You're doing very well on TV and uh, continue success. All right. I appreciate it, Rob. Appreciate it, Chris. Thanks for having me. All right, Grant. Thanks a lot. And again, congratulations. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.